Here the old gods are dead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiya, this is the Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to this ASMR episode <laughs> of the Creepy Wee Podcast. Um, me and Liam have no life updates. <laughs> so this is this is the intro. <laughs> Liam's going to start cutting soap. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> the way that we had no idea how that will sound until I'm editing it. Yeah, it's going to be like. <laughs> um, um, you saw the Elvis movie. I did. Uh, so pop culture update. I seen Elvis the movie, and I am someone who was obsessed with Elvis as a child. Any other girlies or gays have an Elvis phase when they were like five till they were ten? Just me? Okay. Uh, but I went <laughs> the silence like, was deafening. Very aware of the fact that Elvis is not brilliant. But still, I thought I would, well, I was really nervous to go because I didn't care if it was going to be shit or no because I'd seen clips of Austin Butler, the guy that plays that Elvis. Uh huh. And he's still sucking his Elvis <laughs> accent. Uh-huh. I'm no about method acting whatsoever. Like, <laughs> I think it's stupid. But. That being said, when I went to see it, I was so surprised at how good he was. Like, I cried for an hour. And Wait, I was... sorry, I read something earlier that apparently he like punched Ezra Miller in the face or something. Good for him then. <laughs> <laughs> Give what Austin Butler and an Oscar Give him the win. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> the Academy will love him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as you're no Will Smith, you can do that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no, but it's true. You can do so much true. worse and still win awards. Yeah. yeah. No, but I I cried for like an hour. And his voice, as cringy as it is in real life, is kind of good in the film. And the music's good, obviously. Casey Musgraves covery. Oh, I can't yeah. help falling in love with you. So good. But I like literally couldn't even drive my car home 
I feel like I'm like that every time I go to the cinema though I'm like this is the best film I've ever seen like I'll never be the same and then I'll go and see like a chick flick and it'll be the exact same I'm like yeah, wow it's just a film cinematic. has never been this good <laughs> like I will go see the Barbie movie and I will say this has changed my life mm-hmm. like the, it will be better than everything everywhere all at once I'm saying it now <laughs> and that's like a high bar for me like that's one of the best films I've seen in a while because it's the most well, recent my- I've seen because <laughs> I had went to see everything everywhere all at once, cried at that, cried massively again, and at the Elvis film, and my girlfriend was like, "Are you like this all the time in the cinema? Like, do you just cry at every film you watch?" And I was like, "Maybe I do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just see like such an emotional reaction to the cinema. Perhaps I should start a film podcast too." Did you cry when you saw Twilight in cinema? Yup. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yep. I cry when I still watch it. Yup. When I went to the midnight premiere of Breaking Dawn Part 2 and I got to see the whole run of the Twilight Saga before midnight, that was a brilliant experience. And I think they should do that again for the 10th anniversary of Breaking Dawn Part 2. Because yeah. I'll be there. Wait, like, I didn't watch that? it on Netflix like every That's fucking day. Soon. I know That's... it's soon. It's probably in like, what, 2014 when Breaking Dawn came out? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the crypt keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Any other news? We've mentioned two um, Jamie Lee Curtis movies at this point in this episode. And she will, she will get more. It's about the trauma. It's about the trauma. The trauma. The trauma. Uh, Speaking of trauma, do you hear anything you want to talk about? (laughs) Um, I. Yeah. <laughs> so today I was like doing some training and stuff in Edinburgh for like some cell stuff. And I made the bus to the train station just as it arrived, the train to Glasgow just as it arrived, and then the subway to my flat just as it arrived. And I literally felt like I had like just shot up like adrenaline or something. Like I was shaking when I got off that subway. <laughs> and then I had to run upstairs to like set up for the podcast. But I, I sat down and had a mental health burrito. While I was waiting, <laughs> the a single one hot chip. Should have put the mental health Dorito picture on our story. I was gonna, <laughs> like a whole, I did a whole photo shoot waiting for Liam to come <laughs> and like set <laughs> my post. Yeah, my show off my new rushing watched bleach job that I did. <laughs> the uh, white hair. The, the, the I promise it'll be white next time. <laughs> <laughs> when Liam sees me at home when I thought he wouldn't get to see my I've been like telling him like oh my god like it looks my hair looks yellow on camera but like I swear it's white when I'm actually going to be seeing him on Thursday (laughs) there will be receipts um well the last couple of episodes that we've done we've no done a spooky hole so I thought I would give you a wee tease of what we're going to be doing in our next episode so this is a wee ghost story that Carlin sent in and I quote, I'm a wee bit of a spooky bitch, but here are my creepiest stories. She sent three. This is the first one. <laughs> the... <laughs> Answer me. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I'm a wee bit of a spooky bitch. All right. The first was when I was working my first job after I qualified as a nurse. Love the NHS. I moved to Edinburgh to work in the Sisters of the Poor Care Home. <laughs> I thought it would... Immediately no. Immediately no. 
I thought it would be all Sound of Music, but it was more like a Netflix documentary. You fought for that name. (laughs) (laughs) It was going to be like the Sound of Music. Anyway, the top floor was kind of the walking wounded and they would come down to the ground floor for meals, but there was a lady not feeling well, so I went up with her lunchtime medication. Halfway along the corridor, I bent down to tie my lace and got instant prickles on my neck and I saw a faint black shadow shoot past me at high speed. I ran into the women's room and ran away back down. I casually asked the night shift nurse if anyone ever sees ghosts here. Apparently a ghost of a nun is always seen around the time someone dies and she had seen it a few nights before. <gasps> what is that What is that called when someone like like something like a, appears before like death? Like a, a, yeah, an omen. A harbinger. A harbinger. Harbinger of death. Um, that's scary. <laughs> like, that's scary. <laughs> I know. I know. Just any like a ghost nun. How many yeah. times are we going to talk about the film Nun on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Might watch. <laughs> Who is it? Taisa Farmiga or something that is in that. Her from, from American, American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, Queen. it is her. Violet! <laughs> You're all I want! You're, You're all, all I have! have. Go ahead! <laughs> Queen. No, but ghost nuns. Not something that I've seen, nor something that I do want to see. But just thought I would just thought I would share that ooky spooky story because one, it gave me the creeps, and two, next episode we're going to be doing similar to like our Sterling Castle ghost episode. We're going to be doing ghosts at Edinburgh Castle or Edinburgh, whatever we decide today, <laughs> the night before we record. <laughs> <laughs> because we're laughing but it's true <laughs> um this episode is basically it's the inspiration behind one of my favorite folk songs you'll guess by the title but we'll take a wee break and then i'll come back and i'll tell you about mcpherson's rant mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So I thought I'd preface this episode by talking about the Scottish traveller community and their culture a wee bit. There are actually a group of travellers that are indigenous to the Highlands of Scotland. In Gaelic, they are known as Luke Shill. I think I'm saying that right. I've heard that before, so I think that's... Yeah, I did consult and got sent a voice note before I said that, so hopefully it's right. (laughs) So essentially that means people of travel. This distinct ethnic group is commonly called Tinkers, which has kind of been turned into a derogatory nickname, Tink. And this derives... Yeah, it's kind of turned into a slur. The actual origin of the word comes through the Gaelic for tinsmith, which is tinkers. Why? Uh, I assume it'll be the what people used to work on. So, like, oh. this group of people were, like, known for being tinsmiths. So, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, the Highland Traveller community has a long history in Scotland, which goes back to the 12th century, roughly. They share a similar heritage, although are distinct from Irish travellers. As with their Irish counterparts, there's several theories regarding their origin. So, Scottish Highland travellers are thought to either be descended from Picts, or families who travelled to flee the Norman invasion, or mm. later, families who were fleeing the Highland potato famine. So, these are all reasons for there the origin Highland of potato famine? Yeah, and we'll cover it. <laughs> it's like uh, it's kind of tied in. It's kind of like similar to how the Great Famine in Ireland caused like a mass exodus of people. The Highland Potato Famine and the Highland Clearances kind of go hand in hand as to why so many people left and oh, emigrated yeah. away from Scotland. So the the these kind of things like go hand in hand. So. Highland travellers are distinct both culturally and linguistically from other traveller groups like the Romani. Uh, They even have their own distinct language that, although even near extinct, it's kind of like a Creole Scots Gaelic. That makes sense. That's a good description. (laughs) Yeah. As an indigenous group, Highland travellers have played an essential role in the preservation of traditional Gaelic culture. And it is estimated that there is as few as 2,000 Highland travellers that continue to lead traditional lifestyle on the roads. One of the most famous Highland travellers was a singer and poet named Belle Stewart. And she put loads of like her own experiences as a traveller into song and you can find them on YouTube if you're interested. So what does the Scottish traveller community have to do with this episode? As I said I wanted to talk about one of my favourite Scottish folk songs which is Macpherson's rant and the outlaw who's behind the story. His name's Jamie Macpherson and Macpherson was born in 1675 the illegitimate son of the Macpherson clan in Invernessshire to a Highland laird and a Scottish traveller woman and as much as I would like for this to be like cool and that these two stay together for the kids and that they break down like social barriers and stuff that is not the case but surprisingly Jamie was actually acknowledged by his father and he was raised in the McPherson clan household I think like a lot of people who like his perspective were like clan systems were like battling each other and like they were like rugged like people who like lived off the land and stuff like that (laughs) not true like most of them had like a lot of money like they were like lairds and or lords and had like big households so so jamie would have been raised with like it would have been like a decent living um yeah he had money coming to his ears but jamie's dad would actually die trying to retrieve stolen cattle for raiders and then jamie was placed back in the care of his mother and the group that she traveled the highlands with 
McPherson and his mum would often visit the McPherson clansmen though and they would give him clothes and money and due to his early life within the clan he had obviously received an education, he trained as a swordsman and apparently he was incredibly strong. Some people allude that he was superhumanly strong, kind of like Kind of like, like Popeye or something. Was like, what they're try- <laughs> like they were trying to yeah, say that he like spinach, and he was like, oh, but like there's even like a thing talking about like his bones being bigger than I don't know. They kind of made him like sound like a giant or something. It was a bit weird <laughs> because he because of Jamie's life and it's so like intertwined with folklore and it's kind of like the Scottish Robin Hood. It, which is what people either say about him or Rob Roy McGregor, who was another outlaw that was living at this time. But they're kind of like there's myths surrounding these people. I don't think he was like superhumanly strong, but Wait. he was an expert fiddle player. Is a Rob Roy a drink? Yeah, Rob Roy is a drink. Is what it? is it? I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Rob Roy. No, not you, the drink. Scotch whiskey, sweet vermouth, and Angostura bitters. That sounds that shite. Sounds, <laughs> oh, I was about to say it sounds good. I oh, really? That. <laughs> Is that not like, quite similar to an old-fashioned? Yeah, but... It's it got sounds, vermouth in it, though. Sounds like you would just smell like methylated spirits, which I love. Like you would smell, I really like, like hooch, so <laughs> <laughs> I like hooch and I like beer. <laughs> so I wouldn't be drinking that. Anyway, where did I get to? So I Jamie's expert swordsman, massively strong. He's an expert fiddle player. Jamie grew up to become a robber and outlaw with his own band, but according to one writer, no act of cruelty or robbery of the widowed, the fatherless, or the distressed was ever perpetrated under his command. Don't know what the source for that was, but this is like kind of where <laughs> the comparison to Robin Hood comes from, except he wasn't really like Robin for the rich to give to the poor. I suppose he was, he was the poor. He so he was Robin for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like run of the mill average girl boss, if you ask me. Yeah, get him on Love Island. <laughs> Um, it's alleged actually that a member of Jamie's band wanted to rob a gentleman's house whilst the corpses of the man's wife and daughter lay on the buyer waiting for interment. So like during this time, if anybody died in the household, obviously you would keep them in the household for a week and stuff, but they had these things called corpse roads. Aye, so like this man's wife and daughter, their their bodies are like lying out on the buyer and I assume covered in sheets and they're waiting for like a like the person with the wagon to come and collect their corpses um so jamie and his band are out there and they're like waiting to see and then jamie sees like the the bodies in front and he's like we're no robbing this house like that's disgusting and there's a member of his band who like really wanted to commit like this kind of savage act jamie said no and then eventually this man we'll call him judas goes on to portray Mm -hmm. jamie to the authorities and local lairds so Macpherson had made enemies of the rich lairds and farmers of Banff and Aberdeenshire, especially Duffy Braco, who, if Jamie's like Robin Hood, then this man's like the sheriff of Nottingham. Duffy Braco organises a posse to capture Jamie, and he says that Jamie has been holding the counties of Aberdeen, Banff and Murray in fear for some years. Macpherson was actually captured several times, but he always escaped. In Aberdeen, his cousin Donald and another traveller named Peter Brown, aided by townsfolk, <laughs> rescued Jamie from prison. Like, <laughs> I love how well, they just have the names of just some guys. Like, yeah, I know. Donald and Peter. It didn't even like <laughs> the way that like 
I was like looking uh like my source here is like a Scotsman article and then obviously I went to the Wikipedia and <laughs> like if you right. write in a Wikipedia article and you say it is alleged the people on Wikipedia will go by who and they'll literally write it like in the article being like need citation needed by who what do you mean it's kind of like an English teacher's like writing on it with red pen just like in a kind of snidey way no the other day so, I wrote something and I said altered and then my lecturer sent me an email back saying how <laughs> like that's like, <laughs> she just underlined it and went how <laughs> how <laughs> anyway so He's rescued by the townsfolk and by his cousin and a random man called Peter Brown. Shortly afterward, he was again captured, but once more rescued, this time by the Laird E. Grant, who would become Jamie's kind of like, I don't know, like knight in shining armour, almost. And he's like Wait, one of the Lairds that like him. Like yeah, well, there's there's none here about like Jamie having a girlfriend, so... No one said that's... they weren't gay. Is the yeah, point. so we'll say... They kissed. We rewrote Scottish history. Queer in Scottish history. (laughs) The point of this podcast is to rewrite and queer Scottish history. (laughs) Macpherson's career of robbery had culminated in a reign of terror in the markets of Banff, Elgin and Forest. And apparently he was getting quite cocky when he was under the protection of the Laird of Grant. And Mm -hmm. his bandy followers would come marching in on raids on the markets and they would hear a piper at the heed who would be like playing the bagpipes as they like stormed in. Kind of cool. He was gay because he wanted to be grand entrance. Yeah. I thought that sounded quite cool though. I would like to ken what song they were piping. Um... Any guesses I would like to hear? Probably believe by share or something. If I know, <laughs> if I know gay people. <laughs> <laughs> so at the Saint Rufus Fair in Keith, McPherson was attacked by Braco's men, and he was captured after a fierce fight in which one of Jamie's crew was killed. Mm. But according to the traditional account, which was actually penned by Jamie himself, a woman was stood in a window above him and dropped a blanket on his head, so he couldn't like get his sword out in time, and he couldn't get like the blanket off him. He was like, "Not the three stages." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like he like was disarmed before he could get free and Duff and a very strong escort then took him to Banff prison. During this time in Scotland it was an offence to be quote an Egyptian which was a name at the time for a traveller and it's where the word gypsy comes from I think. Really? They've caught the like it's doing on his criminal like on like like what he gets arrested for like that like document it says like the crime of being an egyptian why egyptian i don't know should Source. i this is something that i should have <laughs> How? gypsies were originally thought to have come from egypt and some of the earliest references to them in english dating back to the 16th century call them egyptians early european references describe wandering nomadic communities who were known for their music and their skill with horses so that's where the word gypsy comes from. It comes from Egyptian. You're a good reader. Right, thanks. I could never have done that. <laughs> thanks. I mean, it helps that I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a crime at this time in Scotland, and it was under the statute that McPherson was tried in November 1700. 
McPherson and others were brought to trial at Banff before Nicholas Dunbar, the sheriff of Bamshire, who was an alleged close friend of Duff Braco on the 8th of November 1700. McPherson was sentenced to death by hanging oh. for being a for being a traveller. No for no for like any like crimes today with like his Robin or anything like that. And it's also like Laird just during this time were able to like like serve justice basically. So like they could like arrest people and they could execute people. That was within their yeah. power. Whilst Jamie was jailed before his execution, he is said to have composed a song which is now known as McPherson's Lament or McPherson's Rant. And I'll read a wee bit of it. I'll read my favourite bit. Imagine I started singing it. I was born in a wagon of a Right. Oh, what is death but parting breath? Oh, money's the bloody plain. I dared his face, and in this place I scorn him yet again. Say rantingly, say wantingly, and say dantingly gave he. He played the tune and he danced around below the gallows tree. According to Walter Scott, McPherson, the f- talented fiddle player that he was, got his fiddle out below the gallows and sang the song that he wrote. After playing it, he offered his fiddle to his clansmen to play at his wake, and nobody came forward to play it. So... McPherson takes the fiddle across his knee and snaps it, or according to some sources, he takes the yeah. fiddle and whacks it off the hangman's head <laughs> and he breaks it. And then with the pieces that are broken, he throws it into the crowd and he goes, Wait, like no one <laughs> I like mean girls like the tiara. That is literally like I was like hinking. I was like, this is kinda like Jesus breaking the bread, and it's also kinda like when Caddy breaks <laughs> the tiara. <laughs> Um, so your hair must have taken hours and it's just a messy <laughs> button <laughs> so he throws the pieces of the fiddle into the crowd and then he goes no one else shall play Jamie McPherson's fiddle obviously and the mm. broken fiddle now lies in the Clan McPherson Museum in Newton Moore which really? the bus the bus has drives past because <laughs> I was like I recognise the Clan McPherson <laughs> Museum Newton in Newton Moore, Moore. Like, you can actually see it. Like, they have it. It's like a broken fiddle in a box. It doesn't look like it's been cracked or somebody's skull. It does look like the... Like the... Me. Yeah, it looks like it's been snapped in half. Um, I feel like if it was smashed or somebody's head, it would be, like, just the bottom bit would be, like, a bit dented. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was then hanged, or according to some accounts, he threw himself for the ladder because he wanted to hang by his own will. This diva... This so, <laughs> Ken, how I say that it was Duffy Braco that like managed to get him executed. This was apparently the last capital sentence executed in Scotland under a heritable jurisdiction, aka a capital sentence made by a laird instead of the actual law. It is alleged that a pardon was en route to Banff during the time of McPherson's execution. Legends state that Duffy Braco spotted a lone rider coming for Turriff and assumed that the rider bore a pardon for McPherson for the Laird de Grant, his boyfriend, <laughs> and Duff ran to the village clock and set it forward 15 minutes so uh. that they would be able to execute him at the time he was meant to be executed before the pardon could arrive. Uh, the magistrates of the town were alleged, allegedly punished for this and the town clock was kept 15 minutes before the correct time for many, many years. So, McPherson's lament, or rant, 
which he sang before his execution, has been written and rewritten by Scots heroes like Robert Burns and Walter Scott and has turned into, in my opinion, one of the best Scottish folk songs and the best version of which is by the Quarries, in my opinion. And, and I'm right. I've never heard this song. I uh, I am going to put it into this episode. Um, Who's going to stop you? Who's I'm going to put the whole. I'm going to put the whole thing in. What like are the Corries going to sue me? I'll be doing them a favor. <laughs> 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 this kind of like way that he's been like put into folk music is kind of like made his life and death seem more like folklore than actual history. But I think the broken fiddle in Newton Moore Museum makes it feel more real to me. Yeah. Like Yeah, I'm shocked that that exists and also that Newton Moore has something like going on. <laughs> <laughs> Newton Moore has Highland Games. Mm. Or is it King Easy that has the Highland Games? I'm pretty sure it's King Easy. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously there's parts of this that seem like a wee bit mere fiction than fact, but I think this is like a pretty credible story. And it's a wee bit more fun than Rob Roy. But Rob Roy, Rob Roy and Jamie McPherson are like constantly put together. Like there's like sources that allege that they were like pals during this time and I just like really didn't think that Rob Roy McGregor would like associate himself with a traveller. Like I actually didn't. Yeah. And I didn't mean that in like a way where I think nobody should be associating with travellers. I mean that as in like, he was, was Rob Roy McGregor? Yeah, Rob Roy <laughs> McGregor was probably a bit bigoted. Yeah. Um, but I aye, that's the, that's the... Uh, story a mcpherson's rant so we'll pl- we'll play a wee bit of it at the end that was um, yeah i've been wanting to do that one <laughs> I started this podcast i was like last week when we were or last episode sorry i was like liam i want to go on my end next week just so i can like tell you this story that i'm excited about and i said no work for me i'm in <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm just a wee short and sweet one this week mm. um we're going to be doing the Ghosts of Edinburgh Castle for the next episode. Or Edinburgh. So, we're not, like, or, committing to the... Aye, we're not, like, committing. Just, like, in the, Edim- in the Edinburgh area. In the Edinburgh area. Maybe for... We're no, we won't that. go, like, we won't go past, like, say... The Lannan. Royal Mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's plenty of ghosts just, like, on the Royal Mail. Um... But aye, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod. Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, TikTok at the Creepy Wee Podcast, or you can visit our website, thecreepywepodcast.co.uk, and we're going to have merch coming out really, really soon. Oh, are we? Macpherson's time will not be long. Any other gallows tree. It was by a woman's treacherous hand that I was condemned to die. She stood up in a windy ledge and a blanket.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.